Good morning. Welcome to the Bond Sunday Morning Services. I'm Jesse Lee Peterson. Thank you so much for being with me. You can get involved anywhere in the world by calling 800-411-2663, 800-411-BOND. You can also email me, church at bondinfo.org, church at bondinfo.org, and put your name and town on it with your questions or comment. Last night I slept with the door open, and that night air got on me, and now I feel like I've been riding on an airplane all night. You ever had that feeling? I think it just happened to old people, though. <laughs> no, not a sore throat. I'm not sick. It just feels like I've been on a plane or something all night. Um, any questions about anything before I get rolling? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Um, I've heard many people, my parents and many old old people older than me, um, talking about hope, love, and um, believe. I was just wondering, what is hope? If we hope, then we lie ourselves with fake stuff, right? If you hope for good, hope is always good. As I heard, as I saw people saying, hope for good, hope. What is hope? That's a very good, good question. Um, do, you, do, you, do you have hope? Um, I had before a um, couple of days it hit me. What is hope? If, if you live the moment right now, the second, you don't know what's going to happen next second, right. then where is hope? What is hope? Right. Hope is leaving, expecting the good thing to happen, but you, you're not supposed to have expectations. You have to leave <laughs> the moment. Yeah. So where is the hope? Hope is fake lying yourself. It's going to be good. Right. That's a very good question. Isn't that a good question? So you want to respond to it. Because yeah, I saw it in your eyes. No, because no, while she was asking it, I was trying to, I was thinking about it. Oh, I saw something going on in your eyes. Um, you have hope? Not how I used to. Not how you used to? Yeah. You lost the hope? It seemed like I don't have as much hope as I used to before. What was your hope before? What was it like? Just hope everything would go okay. Like... Uh general things, like if I was about to go on an interview, I hope it goes well, or I hope this test goes well for me. Just, you know, like if I get on the freeway, I hope I don't get in an accident or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. So. And so you, you lost all that. You're losing that. Yeah, I feel like I'm losing it. Yeah. And, and why are you losing it? Um... I almost want to say maybe because of the meditation, but I don't know. I'm just, I can't, I can't even tell you why I'm losing it. It's just, I don't really hope anymore. It's just, I just pray and ask God, but I don't hope. Like, I hope it goes well. I don't, I don't really think about it how I used to anymore. Oh, okay. And so how do you feel about losing that hope? I don't feel anything. Oh, okay. Good. Let me ask one other question. Do you have, oh, right here with the mic, the man in the white shirt. You have hope? Um, um, yeah, that's a good question. I, I haven't really considered it much myself. It's an excellent question. Yeah. But um, I, I, have, I have hope that my salvation will come, yes. 
You do? Yes. And how do you know you have it? Because I, I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I, that's, it's, um, that's hard to, I got to think about it. I, I don't really, it's just in me to expect God to finally save me. And um, um, the more I, the more I live, the more I realize that, um, you know, he is a, a good God and beyond what I had always in my mind right. put him in, you yeah. know, like, like a box. Yeah. And it, he, God is very difficult to put into a box of beliefs. And um, so I've, I've realized he is kinder over the years than I originally thought. And so that helps to generate more hope. And so you hope that eventually your salvation will come? Yes. But it's already come. Um, it's already a hand. It's already done. All you have to do is accept it. Oh, well, you're talking about the sacrifice of Jesus Christ? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's still an individual thing. <laughs> See? Just he because he at, died on the cross doesn't mean everybody is individually, uh, indiv- each individual in the world is all six, seven billion of us is immediately saved. <laughs> but it's not because it's not possible. Right, I agree with that. And it's not because it has not already been done and finished. I agree with that. But it has not been done or finished with each individual. But you don't need to be concerned about each individual. Well, I'm one of those individuals. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I see. Only because you have not accepted. What's up with that? <laughs> you know? Let me, where, is there a button I can push to accept it? Is there some signature I can do? <laughs> you know, that, that would be nice. No, the less you do, the, the easier it is to accept. Hmm. You don't need to do anything. That's the key to it. That's the most difficult thing to um, believe, actually. That you don't have to do anything? Yes. Why is that difficult to believe? What can you do? Well, it's because I have a belief that um, there must be something you should be doing. But that's a lie, though. Um, so and, you say, but... I, I, I'm, <laughs> but look how long you have you've been... a great witness, I, I must say that. Look how long you've been doing it, doing something, and nothing happened. And nothing happened. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's not you think I'm starting to catch on by now. I'm telling you. But um yeah, so that's that's what's been um uh actually yeah. on me. And what why I probably don't have a good explanation for hope. Hope is uh is faith. You know, when you have faith, you have the hope. And you have the hope without thinking about it. Without thinking about the hope. It just is. It's like the hope that you're letting go of is false hope. And that's why you, the closer you draw to God, the, the, uh, the worldly hope, the ego hope starts to fade away. That's why it's fading away from you. But when you have faith in God, you have hope without even thinking about it. You know, it just is. And uh, it, it just is. It's part of the, it's, when you enter into the kingdom of love, of God's love, hope is there. Uh, faith is there, and it all just worked without you having to think about it at all. And the hope that you're talking about, that's a, a ego hope that you mentioned earlier, 
when you said something like, what did you say about hope? We're not supposed to hope for. Yeah, we hope everything is going to be good. We're oh, right. Right, be yeah. Fine. Yeah, that's a, a ego hope. And that a hope that doesn't work. But you just hope that God's will be done. You, you know, you just live in love and it's all working out without thinking about it. So it's the, faith. There is no difference between faith and hope? No, I don't see the difference at this point. But Bible says have love, faith, and hope, right? Right. So. But when you have love, you have that too. You have the faith because love is, is God. When you, and when you, it's Him loving you, and you now can believe in His love, and the hope is there as well. Yeah, so it's a package. It comes yeah, together. it's a package deal. <laughs> yeah. It's just all in one. I don't know why they separated them like that, but once you enter into the kingdom of heaven, you let go of this other hope. Oh, I hope this and I hope that. Because we really don't know what we want. We don't even know what to hope for. Uh, and so, but when you enter into the kingdom, you let go and let his will be done. And you just kind of know all this well without even thinking about it. But this hoping for a car and hoping for a job and hoping that the boss, you know, that, that you go on an interview and do well, all that is worldly stuff that brings our stress to you. But you have the confidence in God that all will go well for you. And it's without looking at the past or the future. Uh, you just know t tomorrow will take care of itself without even thinking about it. All right? But the other hope is worldly hope. You don't want that. Good question, though. Anybody else? Yes, sir. Wow. All right, John, since you're holding the mic. Okay. Um, can, you, can you explain uh, what it means to be born again? I think uh, last Sunday you touched on it a little bit. That, uh, From what I remember, uh, you said that being able to realize that you're wrong. And yeah. that's, the only, uh, that's, that's what I remember about it. Yeah, once you, you, with me, When, before God changed my heart, when I was doing wrong, I knew I was wrong. But I just didn't know how to overcome being wrong. I didn't know that all I had to do was to see and admit that I was wrong with, and, and not judge myself for it. I didn't know that I had a, I knew I had a nature that needed to, something needed to happen with the sinful nature. But I didn't understand the sinful nature and how to overcome it. But once, uh, once, God allowed me to see that this sinful nature was my ego, my pride. You know, I need to let, that's what was controlling me, making me do the wrong thing. He caused me to let that go. It was, uh, uh, I had a ego nature that was judging myself and everything around me, playing God. And that's why I couldn't enter into the kingdom of heaven because I didn't know that that's what was going on. And so once I admitted that, then he was able to calm me down and cause my nature to change and to enter into another reality, into another kingdom. And in salvation, it's been saved from evil. It's been saved from playing God. It's been saved from judging yourself and others. It's hard to... Words can't really express what it is um, because words will deceive you. Satan will play on the words and cause you to want to do it that way or act that way. 
But once you enter in, the only thing you need to know is that you don't have it. If you're judging yourself, judging others, you're playing God. Just know you don't have it. And then he'll do the rest. That's the only thing you need to be aware of. How you're reacting or responding to the world around you. Um, how you feel about yourself. I have no feeling about myself. And I used to judge myself as good or bad, right or wrong, up or down, this and that, right? And I don't do that anymore because there is no stuff to be doing it to. So it's overcoming pride. I have a follow-up question, too. Uh, I noticed, from what I remember, you said uh, uh, it's not the uh, sin, let's say, like, if you're out, like, doing wrong things, right. drugs or whatever. If you're doing drugs, smoking cigarettes, hoing, lying, cheating, stealing, whatever. Um, I noticed, like, Christians, they say, uh, oh, I stopped smoking cigarettes. Yeah. I stopped doing this. I stopped doing that. And I know it's like with me, I, I, I drink beer. So I kind of see that's like part of my ego that, that yeah. needs it. Yes. But even if you stop drinking beer, you're, not, you're still not saved or you stop smoking. No, you just stay from the beer, but you're going to find something else to, to save you from the beer. You know, you may stop smoking beer, but you'll start drinking wine. I mean, you may stop drinking beer, <laughs> but you'll start drinking wine or you'll start doing something else. But if you can see that you're servicing your ego, and eventually you'll die from that, and then the beer will just fade away. And if you drink a beer, it won't be to save yourself. Yeah. Thanks. Oh, yeah. And so Christians think that they think their sin is, uh, are the things that they're acting out. They think smoking is a sin and all that. It is wrong to do all that stuff. But it's the ego that's causing you to do it because you have so much guilt. And it's hard. Uh, if you're not ready, you can't. You're not ready to take the pain of the ego. That the sin is the pride of man trying to be God or playing God. Because you can't really you can't stop doing these things you're doing until you get rid of the ego. You just go from one thing to another one. One thing to another. I was looking at this. Um, on the uh, HBO, not HBO, uh, one, of, uh, one of those channels that they were showing this guy that uh, went overseas. Went to the, one of, he went to one of the Arab countries, and he and some friends of his were selling drugs over there, and they got caught selling the drugs. And uh, so they let all but two of the guys go, and... Uh, so they went to court. They had this little quick trial over to one of the, uh, it was in uh, Saudi Arabia, I believe, one of those places. And they went to trial and they put these guys in prison. And prison life over there is hell. I wish I could bring the prison life over there, over here. <laughs> Nobody would want to go to prison there. And so this guy, they threw him in his dump, but he was in prison with people from Iran, Iraq, all over, right? And it was hot. I mean, the humility just out of control. They had this one little fan that, you know how you had that fan that goes like this? And it come back around. <laughs> they had that in the cell. <laughs> and the guy, and, um, and when he went to court, they didn't tell him how long he would be in, in prison. 
They, later on, a uh, security guard or one of the workers came by the cell and told him, oh, you're going to be here for five years. And when they told him that he's going to be in that prison for five years, he tripped out. He just really lost it, right? But then he thought about his woman. He was dating some woman over there. And he thought about how much he loved this woman. And, and loving this woman gave him hope. And, and in that hope, he felt like he could do it. You know, he could endure it because in five years, his woman is waiting and he's going to go back to his woman. But then after a year and a half, about after a year, because he was there for a year and a half, after a year, the woman came to visit him. And in jail, you can't touch your woman. She's sitting right across the table from you, but you can't touch her. And he was having like, it was just hurting him that he can't, couldn't touch his woman, right? His God. And so after a year, the woman came back and told him that she wasn't waiting anymore. She was moving on. And when she told him that, he tripped out, just absolutely lost it. He started to, uh, he started to hallucinate about things. He was screaming in the jail, in the prison. He was looking at the wall laughing. It just went, he lost it when his woman told him that she was moving on. And, and so during this trip, all of a sudden, a calmness came over him because he had nothing to rely on. A calmness came over him, and his whole life changed just like that. And from that point forward, being in that prison was no different than being, living at home for him. He calmed down. He started reading the Quran, and what, that's what they have over there. And his whole world changed. He said that he felt like he was born again, and he knew nothing about being born again. But that's what it is. When you take the pain of your ego, you calm down, all of a sudden, a calmness will come and save you from everything that you're relying on. It'll take it away from you. And so that happened to him. He calmed down, and, 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 and a, a year and a half later, when he was there for a year and a half, Saddam Hussein attacked. Was it Saudi Arabia that they attacked? They attacked Saudi Arabia. Kuwait, that's where he was, Kuwait. They attacked Kuwait after about a year and a half of being in jail, right? And when they attacked Kuwait, uh, all of the workers in the jail ran and just left the people locked up in jail. <laughs> and at that point, uh, they were trying to kick open the, open the door, but they couldn't do it. Some other guy was able to kick over his cell and came over and kicked open the door for the rest of the inmates and let everybody out. And so he was able to get out of jail in a year and a half where he thought he had to do five years. But the important point was he was able to calm down and experience salvation. And once he did that, God made the way for him out of no way. And that's what's going to happen in your life when you let the ego go. You'll just calm down. You'll be surprised at what you can handle in life because salvation saved you from the world. And you, it just it gives you a... a a confidence and a hope and a love that is beyond the imagination. And that's what you want. That's why you got to take the pain of your ego so that experience can happen for you. That's the only thing that's stopping it from happening is that you refuse to let your ego die. You refuse to calm down and know that you're wrong. The pain of the ego is only letting you know that you're wrong. And if you stop escaping that pain, then you can go free. And all kinds of things bring on the pain. 
someone says something bad about you, untrue about you, you know, you can't get your cigarettes or whatever, it brings on that ego pain. But if you can take it, then you can enter into the kingdom of heaven. That makes sense? And it is something else once you enter in. Did that help, John? Yes. Isn't that a nice story? Yes. Uh, he just calmed down and realized that he had nothing else to hold on to because his woman was gone. He had let go of everything else but his woman. And you got to let everything go. <laughs> yes. Fortunate thing for him, too, there was no psychiatrist around to coddle yes. him. To That's coddle him and give him drugs and, you know, help yep. him. Help him. Excellent point. Excellent point. You shouldn't let anything save you, but you're right. They're saving you from salvation. Everybody and their mama on drugs today. Yes, sir. It occurred to me when you're talking about sin that sin is actually a noun. It's not a verb. It's, a, it's actually a thing. Yeah. And it's taught as being an action. You know, you go do this, it's your sin, it's that. Yeah. The sin is like a, it's a thing. It's even talked about in the Bible as being a, a thing that's inside. It's the spirit that made a homeless out of you. Yeah, it's, it is totally different. So yeah. it's whatever an you go to is kind of irrelevant. It's yeah. because it's the thing here that it's like you got a beast and it's, it needs to be fed by something. It's amazing how the world uh, is deceiving the Christians. It has deceived and it is deceiving the Christian. And we're losing as a result of that. It's so unfortunate, but it is happening every day and all the time. And I'm going to give you some examples of that. Any more questions? Yes, sir. Yeah, more like a comment. Um, I, um, I've noticed that, it, you know, in the scriptures, especially the, the Old Testament, there's this thing about don't forget God. You fall into sin when you forget God, right? So when I hear a great principle, like don't be angry at anything that's happening to you, right? I'll try to hold on to that principle in, in the sense not forgetting God. You know, keep that in my mind so when I run across these situations, I'll remember that and it will work. But it doesn't. It doesn't, <laughs> it it doesn't, doesn't. work. It just makes you even more frustrated that you know a principle, yeah. but you're not able to apply it. Of yourself, you can do nothing. Right. Don't hold on to it. You can't hold on to it. That's still playing God. Right. That's still ego at work. And someone to come and just blow you off the, off the mountaintop. And then you're mad at yourself because you heard this principle and you were not able to do it. The ease with which I get blown off the mountaintop is, <laughs> uh, <laughs> is, is uh, breathtaking. The Holy Spirit will bring all things to your remembrance. You know, that, it's so nice. That, isn't that something that you can live a life without having to do anything? You have to struggle, worry. You have to do nothing. How many people live in that kind of life where you, have to, you don't do anything? Only two people? So you're not doing anything. You're just working out for you. My goal every day, my goal is not to get in the way. Yes, yes, Sometimes my nature is I try to get in the mix, but then I think I've gotten better at saying, whoa, 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 you know, stop. Well, the more you calm down, it's going to become natural for you. You won't even have to think about it. Yes. Um, 
Did you have a question? Okay. Go to go to him. My question is: Have you noticed how it seems like evil has gotten more powerful today? Not independent of political and world things. Yeah. It seems like more evil things are happening. More people are. What's wrong there? Oh. Let's get your mic adjusted. Have you noticed how things have gotten more evil? Yeah. And, and people are doing things that people would have never have done years ago. Just things are going off more it's than It's bad. Than ever. And, and I want to get into that. There's a set way into what I want to talk about today. Let me ask, uh, you guys know about the Colorado situation, right? Yes. Where, uh, for those who don't know, uh, a, uh, a gunman went into a movie theater uh, last Tuesday, I guess. Thursday. Last Thursday? Okay. And they were showing this new movie. What's the name of the movie? Right Rise of the Dark Knight. Yeah. Uh, Dark Rise of the Dark Knight. Whatever. It was a midnight showing. So this guy went in there and uh, just started shooting up people. He broke into, according to the story, he broke into the emergency door. He was all geared up, dressed in black, and just really... You know, he killed, I think, about 12 people were killed and 50 to 60 wounded. 70 people wounded? Yeah, they keep going up. And uh, and to, it was very, very, it's an eye-opening situation for me. But I wanted to, before I give what I think about this situation, I wanted to get some feedback from you guys and ladies here, because I know you guys are Christians and you see what's going on. So I want to get some uh, feedback from you or what did you think about that situation when you heard it? How about you, Armand? What did you think? Hold on for the mic. I just thought somebody disturbed, you know, uh, somebody's disturbed caused this. It's unfortunate that innocent people had to pay for it. But oh, okay. other than that, I can't think of anything. Just somebody disturbed committed an act which was uh, harmful to others. Oh, okay. Good. Uh, how about you, Richard? What did you think of it? Uh, the first thing I thought about was, um, where does this guy come from? Let's do where this. Robert, you hold the mic where so you can come, hold it you know, closer. To, hold on for a minute, Hold the mic, Robert, so you can here. hold it closer. Because when people are speaking, they forget to hold it. Take the mic. He gave me the thumbs up, and he's not taking the mic. Okay. Yeah, the first thing I thought about, you know, after I heard everything about him, about what family did he come from? What was going on in that home? What, um, why was he a loner? Um, you know, all those kind of things. That's the first thing I, I looked at. And if he, if he worked alone and doing such a, a heinous crime, and what, what was he thinking? What was he, what was he trying to do? What was he, what was he accomplishing? You know? Yeah. Uh, and, and I just left it right there because oh, okay. it speaks for itself. And you thought, you wonder, why was he a loner? Yes. A person who spent a lot of time by himself? Yes. Okay. Yes. And, and, and I looked at his family. First thing I wanted to look, know is if he was a loner, what happened in his home? Yeah. Okay. You know, that's the first thing. And uh, then what group did he get with? Uh, did he think on these things on his, uh, by himself? He went to school to be a doctor or whatever the case may be. He couldn't make it. Yeah, he was working on his Ph.D. Yeah, but evidently he, he flunked out of that. He dropped from that. So that tells me he had another problem going on. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yes, sir. 
Uh, I heard a lot of commentary on this, and the one that I most agree with is the the simplest one regarding, um, you know, an inanimate object being the gun cannot fire and kill yeah. and kill someone by by itself. <laughs> and so, why does everybody want to, you know, automatically? Well, I, Barack Obama and the, the other Democrats are not jumping to policy and regulation because they're going to lose the election. That's why they're not, as far as I understand. Because, and I'm only reiterating all the commentary I heard. And then, then, and so the the major point, the, the major point of that is why don't they talking about values, re-embracing, re-embracing, uh, you know, values that, yeah. that would change behavior rather than you know, trying to regulate guns would just make us make this make society more dangerous. You know, to well, have more evil people with guns rather than good people, and that's basically my synopsis of okay. all the commentary I've heard. All right, let's go to the young lady over in the corner. What was your first impression when you heard about it? I didn't hear. I when I first heard about it, I didn't know much about it. I just heard that he shot up a lot. Somebody shot up a lot of people. Oh, okay. That's all I knew about it. And it's just like it's happening a lot now. Right. Okay. Um, let's go here. Did you hear about it? Okay. Did you hear about it the morning that it happened? I don't. Recall. Well, it happened at midnight, so yeah, I heard I, it the following morning. Yeah, I heard it in the what was morning. your first impression when you heard it? My first impression was that wow. The devil is really busy. Oh, okay. Just infecting more people. Right on. And last question: What, what was your impression when you heard it? Uh, when I heard it, I, I I said I thought to myself, Why am I not surprised about this? There's no question that this guy uh, guy was uh, the guy uh, the this murderer was a mental ca- uh, case. But I don't think he we even got this far, uh, guy even this far if the. Uh, if he didn't have the vic- victims to do it, and these victims were willing to willing to go uh, sit to a midnight to a very um, midnight to a show, uh, to a movie they thought there was more important important than probably their lives. I may be wrong about this. So you thought it was the people fault who went to the movie? Of course not. It was the pe- uh, it was the people's lack of awareness uh, awareness that got them uh, from. That got them in this trap. They didn't. Uh, they didn't realize that anyone. Uh, they didn't real. Didn't even. But when you go to a movie, you're not sitting there thinking, "Oh, some nutcase is going to break in here, and shoot me up." Yes. Any any time. Any time. I wouldn't think about it, except at midnight. This is something. Oh. Yes. Especially, especially when I heard that one of the victims was a six-year-old girl. What was, uh, what were they doing, taking her out on the midnight showing of a movie? Yeah, that's a good question. I thought about that too. Is there a problem with the mic? He just needs to hold it close to the person. Oh, okay, directly to him. Okay, um, you made a point that I wanted to touch on, and I forgot what it was because I asked about the mic. Gun control. Oh yeah, gun control. I I was at the gym the day after that and I, I'm listening to this guy we were all like together working out there and some guy was like blaming it on the gun he was like oh we need to we need gun control if we had gun control this would not happen I'm like the gun he wasn't even really talking to me he was talking to other guys but I could hear I said man you sound so silly the gun didn't do it yes it did it was the gun's fault I said <laughs> I said, but if, if a gun is laying on the table, 
and you never touch the gun, the gun is not going to move. When you, I said, this is crazy, man. It's not the gun's fault. He's like, yes, it is. The same way if you, if you poison yourself, it's the poison fault. I'm like, so if you don't take the poison, will the poison kill you? He's like, no, but it's still the poison fault. But he was like convinced that it's the gun's fault. And that's so dumb to me. I don't know how people can believe that kind of way. If you don't touch the gun, when, when you, when you, if you're shot by a gun, you're going to say, John, don't shot me with a gun, right? The gun is not going to do it. But they really think it's the gun's fault. And if you take away all the guns, then somehow or another, I'm like, if they take the guns away, they're going to beat you with a stick. Are you going to blame the stick? But he was, like, really, really serious about it. And I mean, literally serious about it. I said, man, you're just as dumb as they come. And he was a big guy, too. I was a little scared. <laughs> Let me take another comment. Then I want to lay out something that I see about this thing. Yes. To me, when I see this, is that is gun control. That's what they want from gun control. They want this type of thing to happen. These, I mean, it doesn't make any sense. They're never going to take away all the guns. The, the wrong people are always yeah. going to have the guns. So. I can't believe you have to be a, a sinful person to think that it's the gun. The gun is not, you got to load the gun. <laughs> you got to pick the gun up. You got to put your hand on that little trigger thing and move it. The gun not going to do anything. Can you be that dumb? <laughs> yes, sir. One thing I notice is, is not those kind of things, but the people have a more fervent belief in it. They really think that if they take the guns away, they really think that that uh, the other people in the party are the enemies, and they really have a strong belief. It's almost like they've they they believe in it 100 uh, percent. In the old days, they they. They, they allowed you to have an opinion, but nowadays you can't have an opinion. If it's different than what they believe, then you're the enemy. And, and to me, that's another part. Like, w There's more evil in the world because your fellow Americans, they, they really believe what they believe in more than ever. Okay. Yes, sir. I, uh, yes, ma'am. What I thought was interesting is that He's a, he was a Ph.D. student, so even if you had gun control, he would have been eligible to go and get a gun at the local store. You yeah. know, Even with gun control, they just do a background check and they issue you a gun. Um, but then the second point, I thought it was really interesting that immediately, maybe fri by Friday afternoon, his parents made a statement. I don't know if you saw it. No. And it's, I'm paraphrasing, but they were not surprised. Oh, yeah, I did hear the mother say, yeah, and you I, got the right one. I'm not surprised. I'm yeah, surprised. and I'm just, I again, just values because yeah. what parent, you know, you, as a parent, I think you want to give your your kids the benefit of the doubt, you know, it, yeah. at least for uh, until you see some type of evidence or get a chance to talk to them. But the other thing I noticed, too, is in terms of values is that, you know, I think that nowadays we hear more people are depressed, people have issues. And it just seems like in the old days they would just kill themselves, and now it's like they have to go and kill 20 other people. I know, huh? My very first thought when I heard it, I wonder what Wayne think about this. <laughs> I 
No, I'm kidding. What did you think about it, Wayne? Uh, Your very first thought. Uh, my very first thought uh, was with the families of the people that were injured, people were hurt, you know, and uh, how that just really destroyed a lot of lives for nothing, yeah. you know. Amazing. I, um, what I realized from this whole deal that this is definitely a battle between good and evil, and I wasn't really surprised to hear about this. You want to comment on it? Okay, real fast. Yeah, um, you said that the gun doesn't commit the crime. Right. Would you... If the gun commit the crime, then put the gun in jail and let the person go. <laughs> Isn't that a good idea? I didn't do it, the gun did it. Would you... That makes sense. I'm going to fight for a law, arrest the gun. Let me ask you something then. Would <laughs> you give a bunch of guns to kindergarten kids no okay well that's how the government sees us oh thank you yeah you're welcome <laughs> i say one thing though jesse uh i think that um the types of weapons that people are able to buy um they shouldn't be able to buy. I mean, who needs an AK-47 that shoots 100 times? That's somebody that wants to do, wants to kill a lot of people. You can't go out and hunt pigs with AK-47. You know, so, I mean, I think that everybody should have weapons, but, I mean, some of the stuff, man, it's just a little much. Oh, okay. One last comment from Patrick. I just saw his hand. Just to reply to that, you know, ask the Koreans in, in the uh, L.A. riots, if a AK-47 was useful and you find that it was true, it saved their lives to have those kind of weapons. Now, what do you got to say now? I, I didn't hear anything about any Koreans using AK-47s on anybody. Yeah, they did. Go do a rewind. They were standing on top of their buildings, businesses, and everything. Well, I mean, they could have had shotguns and done the same thing. No, but you see a bunch of black folk coming. Oh, you want to be in the fire more than one I mean, time. You can justify anything you want to, but I, I know if you got guns, you said, and you, you, if they had nine millimeters, it, they you have see a, a whole bunch of black people coming. You want to be in the fire one time. Oh come on, man! I know. Uh, let me do this because of time. Uh, when I heard it, I was just, I was surprised by that incident, and you know it is pretty sad to be in a movie theater, and someone just comes in and you know wipe you out like that. But I wasn't surprised because I look at how weak spiritually this country has become and how evil is more promoted now than good. You know, and we've been talking about this for years, that uh, the women's movement, you know, the nationalization of women, all the people who are fighting for women's live, they have taken the joke too far. And because of it, we now have, and I wrote out some things here, we now have out of wedlock birth. And out of wedlock birth, you're like lifted up as good if you have a baby out of wedlock, out of wedlock today because of the women's movement. And we, as, as men and everybody allowing that to happen, it's an honor now to have a baby out of wedlock. In the movie industry and everybody and their mama having children out of wedlock, there's no shame in that anymore. That's another example of the moral values that are gone. Um... um Abortion out of control. Everybody and their mama have an abortion. No shame. Where'd you go yesterday? Where's that baby that was in your belly? Chai, I went and had an abortion yesterday. Oh, good for you. 
I don't blame you. You got to go to work. You can't afford to have babies. Liberalism, which is evil, is now controlling the churches. The preachers and the Christians sound just like the non-Christians and the non-preachers. The, the talk is the same. The action is the same. Uh, in the good old days when boys were boys and, and men were men, if you had a church for the homosexuals, it was rebuked. You didn't put them in a choir and say, go sing and act like it's normal. If women were having babies out of wedlock, the man and the woman would be dealt with. They would be encouraged to get married. They would talk about the shame in it to a point that the people would feel ashamed if they got pregnant. They wouldn't want you to know until you had to know. But now the churches are sounding just like that. I am, uh, I've been invited to speak at two events coming up soon. And in both events, they gave me something not to say. One said, we would like for you to come and speak, but don't use the word nigger. You know how, I, I know the way I use that word is when I say, I've been called a nigger. I don't call the people in the audience a nigger. <laughs> I'm encouraging them to be of courage. Let them call you names and don't be afraid, right? But, but they say, well, we'd really like you to come, but don't say nigger. And then I've been invited to another event where I'm speaking at a church. It happened to be a white church, and the, church, the preacher said, well, we really want you to come, but we don't want to make the blacks upset. Make sure you don't say things that will make the blacks upset. <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> he told me, I just want you to talk about bond and what you're doing because we're really trying to get with the blacks and the black churches, and we are making an inroad right now. And just make sure you don't say nothing to offend them. This is a preacher telling me what not to say in a church. No wonder we're having this kind of thing happening in uh, Colorado. Because evil, uh, people who are supposed to represent truth are afraid now. Are afraid. Um, every man on earth is considered to be an abuser and a child molester. Every man on earth is already guilty of that in their Christian homes and outside of their Christian homes. I have literally counseled with folks who have sent, the, and I'm writing this down because I can't remember all this stuff and so much, uh, who have sent their kids to visit grandmama. You know what grandmama does? Instead of baking an apple pie or giving them some cooking, she's questioning kids about the father. Little kids. And the parents don't even know that this is going on. And so that's destroying the kids because little kids don't need to be hearing that kind of stuff. But the Christian grandmamas are doing that. Is it like my, is, are you shocked to hear that? Yes. And they are absolutely in their mind convinced that every man is guilty because they're listening to the, the, the children of Satan. The churches are supposed to set another example and Satan's supposed to set another example. And I would like supposed to shine. Every man and woman is not guilty. It says something happened and you see that they're guilty. You don't assume that everybody's guilty, but every man is guilty in the eyes of almost every woman. That's true, huh? Every man is guilty. How did we allow that to happen as children of God? Let me have, when you said that's true. 
yeah, I mean, you know, I like to kid around with kids. I like kids. But, yeah. you know, when you see sh- strangers come up and they have kids, you know, you're a little reluctant to say something. That's right. Because the way people look at you, you know. Every man is guilty. Even with your own children, you are considered a rapist, a molester, an abuser. So now you can't even have a family. Because the children of God are now listening to the children of Satan. Um, I can tell you so many stories about innocent men. I just heard, uh, heard a story recently. A guy, nice guy, working hard. A woman got mad at him on the job and accused him of uh, uh, making sexual remarks to her. And because she said it, he lost his job. Lost his everything. Just gone. And he got to try to prove himself innocent, and he can't. He can't afford to do it. Evil is working in our country in ways that I don't think people understand the depth. And that shooting, it was a bad thing, but that's nothing compared to things to come. Because just think about it in your own private and personal life. You notice when you turn away from what is right, when you make bad decisions, your life starts to get bad. Things start to not to work out for you. And the more you pull away from what is right, the worse things get. It's in a bigger way like that, too, in the world. When we pull away from truth and from what is right, because you can't help but have evil become stronger and take over. Um, The truth is hated. You tell the truth, you create enemies. You do not create friends. But okay with that thing, though, if you love what's right, you don't care about losing people who don't love. I don't care if it's family members or friends, your children. You let them go because your, your, your confidence is in God. You have all that you need. So you don't mind losing that. Um, judges. We used to have judges in the court that would make right decisions based on the law and morality. No more do we have that. No more. I can't tell you. We were fought against same-sex marriages and all kind of stuff just in this state alone. We'd go out and vote. We'd get the voters. We'd go out and vote. we vote for it, and they overturn it. And we just said, okay, let it be. We put up a fight for a little while, but soon we got some different, we have some difficult days ahead of us. And then someone mentioned a six-year-old child at a movie. Why would anybody take a six-year-old child it's to a, a That's even worse. Why would any parent take a child to a midnight movie at that age to see that type of movie anyway? Yeah, but we're losing it. We don't have that solid ground that guides us, the light onto our feet anymore. We're literally going with the world right now. We really are. And if one person stand up and say, no, I'm not going that way with you, he or she become the enemy. And even the Christians will jump on that person and tell them the truth. Have you noticed that? The Christians don't say, well, you know what, at least this per- you may not agree with it, but at least this person is right. Daycare center. There's no way I would allow my child to go to a midnight movie. The movie is not that important. It's going to be there. <laughs> But the father and the mother, I don't know if they were married, what the situation, but they allowed that to happen. Um, everybody and their mama send their kids to daycare centers today. No more the mother staying at home, the father's out working, 
so you can raise your kids with your values and the right way to go. It's, it's okay, it's sophisticated, it's the right thing to do to send your child to a daycare center. Have a baby, out of wedlock, don't worry about it, we have daycare centers. And if you can't afford it, the taxpayers will pay, pay for it. And we the taxpayers, we pay for it. We don't revolt, we don't do anything but pay for it. Have you noticed that? Complain about our taxes, but we do nothing about it. Uh, for the blacks, the basketball courts at night are the parents for the kids. You know, after school, they go play basketball. Have you noticed that? They'll fight for that rather than fighting to bring the family back together. They want midnight basketball courts. Oh, uh, I can go on, on, but I just have a few. Uh, there is no fight to put the two parents back together. A uh, Boy Scout, I have to give honor to the Boy Scout. They're fighting to keep it as is. And right on to them, they've lost a lot. They've been condemned and name-called and all kind of stuff, but they will not, so far, they have not caved in. And that's the right thing to do. But the Girl Scout, they caved in. Now you could be a transgender, bisexual, pro-sexual, ain't-sexual, whatever-sexual, and become a Girl Scout. Ain't that something? This is why these things are happening in, in, uh, in our country, because as you mentioned, somebody else mentioned, the values are gone. When you get God out of your life, when you take him out of the public square, um, they would rather hear about same-sex marriage than to hear about Christ on the cross. You mentioned Christ, all hell break loose. You mentioned same-sex marriage, a smile comes on their face. And the Christians just go along with it. I would urge you to get ready because it's going to get worse. This spirit, evil is not a joke. It is destroying everything, the family unit, everything. And the Christians are right on board with it. It's unfortunate, but it is. And that's why evil is so powerful today. Because in reality, evil has no power at all. It deceives you and you act out yourself. It makes you believe a lie. But that's why these things are happening at the theater. There's no other reason for it. This man was, had more issues. Whatever his parents done to him as a kid need to be dealt with, of course. But it's about values. This guy, if he'd been a moral man, there's no way he would have done this. It would not have happened. Yes, ma'am. You know what I thought was interesting? If you go back and look at the interviews, the same woman who took the six-year-old and the three-month-old, when they asked her what was running through your mind, she said, well, I was just praying to God that my children wouldn't die here today in the movie theater. And a lot of the interviews, when they asked them what was running through your mind, they were saying, oh, God, I hope that this is not my time to go. Uh, so it just shows the confusion of values and the, yes, the very not strong foundation in our values. Yes, ma'am. I see it so clearly, folks, and it's weird that I'm not the brightest guy on the street corner. But I can see this, because I, I can see it in my own life. I see what my life is now prior to when it changed. You got to love good or love evil. You, there is no you driving this boat. If you have no value, look at the families now with children who are adults. They don't get along well. The kids are trifling. The parents are still taking care of the kids. They're having babies out of wedlock. 
I mean, you got to have those family values. You got to put the family back together and then take them away from the world. That's what it's a spiritual thing. Do you guys see this? But I want you to like be aware of it because when it happens, I don't want your first thought to be, oh, gun laws, we need this, we need that. You got to see the deeper uh, aspect of what's going on so that you can see you got to protect yourself and your family because that's why Satan break up the family first. Get rid of that idea, that, uh, that image of God, you can do the rest. And it's just awful. In Chicago, the south side, of, I heard the president do a little thing about what's happening in Arizona, how sorry, I mean, uh, Colorado, how sorry he is about it. I've not heard him do a press conference on what's happening in, 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 uh, on the south side of Chicago. Something like 800-some people already dead there, and I believe it just from this year. In July alone, I, I think I may be wrong in the numbers, but pretty close because I talked about it on my radio show this week. 87 people have been murdered on the south side of Chicago in one month. 18, in one month. And July is not over yet. I haven't heard him say, you know what, my heart goes out to the people and to the families. I guess black people don't value They ain't got nothing. They own welfare. Maybe they don't value as much or something. But it's a spiritual thing, folks. You've got to see this. And God, I hear that God's supposed to be sending Jesus at some point, right? Uh, isn't Jesus coming back right at the very last minute? But we don't need to wait until the last minute. He's in us. He's working through us. Have some courage. Tell the truth and let them be mad so we can destroy the enemy, the lie. I saw so many hands. Let me tell you, Patrick, first I saw him, and then I come around here. Well, if, am I going wrong with this? Anybody, men or women? We allowed this stuff to start 50 to 60. Well, it's been going on. Even always been working. But it has, I don't know if it's ever had the influence that it has today. And it's because men, the primary reason is that men are just weak and pathetic. They'll sell your soul down the drain for a dollar. They're afraid to correct their women. I was talking to a doctor yesterday. He, I was telling him about some stuff that was happening in this world. He was like, I, I had to let my mama go. He's like, I'm done with my mama. I tried. I can't do it. But you can. You have the power to do it, man. If you love God with all your heart, soul, and might, more than you love anything else, you have the power to guide your, the women in the right way to go. And they need that. That's what love is. It's not a macho thing. So, but if you continue to be weak, it's over. Absolutely over. And for the ladies who don't have men, God will answer your prayers too and change, take away your anger and, and you can have the same power. Anyway, go ahead, Pat. There is a major generational difference in how men handled situations in the past versus now. I'm not blaming particular people who are in the, uh, the audience there, but just in general, uh, people today are much more likely to grab their cell phone and try to take pictures of things when things are going on. That's a good point. Instead of, in the old days... Uh, as an example of a difference, a man, what, a week ago or something, there was two uh, guys came in to hold up a place. A coffee shop ban- down in Florida. Yeah, they had their bandanas on. A 71-year-old man came out 
saw what was going on and shot both of them, chased them out the door. That's a different kind of generation, a different kind of mindset. Uh, People today are much more likely to just panic uh, under pressure. And take a picture of it. You're right. Had those guys in that audience the other night, Colorado, even if you're into the movie and you're not thinking about someone breaking in, once that started, if if they had been real men and stayed calm, that would have been a moment where they could have taken that guy down. They couldn't take, but from what I've heard, nobody tried to take him down. They took pictures, they ran, they hooped, they hollered, they hid, because the guy at some point had to reload. You know, he had to reload, and that's your moment to get him. But nobody tried that because men are no good. Not all, not all, but most. <laughs> well, I can say all, I can say all men, and I won't get any slack from it. Nobody was ever like, yeah, that's right. All men are like that. <laughs> but don't let me say all women. <laughs> but not one man, as far as we know, I haven't heard one report yet, tried to take the guy. And I heard them say, oh, he stopped and reloaded. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? What do you, what? Yes, sir. Um, second thing. Uh, you didn't see these kind of things happening way back when, unless there were a few mobsters, uh, you know, wasting some of their uh, the other mobsters, like the Valentine's Day massacre or yeah. something. This kind of stuff didn't happen. No. And one of the reasons I think it's happening is because uh, you have people on drugs, you have uh, prescription medication. Yeah. Same thing happened, I believe, with the Gabby Giffords, the uh, congresswoman that was shot. Yeah. This goon that you saw that did it, if you know, you saw him on the internet see a picture of him he's got a really weird smile on his face the guy in arizona yeah. same thing with this guy and i think what's happening is that they're putting these people on drugs and they have some kind of a loss of reality yeah and they're into this weird state of mind where everything's goofy while they're actually killing people and that's another thing is it, they're doing it because the household the family is broken because when you step your foot into a schoolhouse now the first thing you do is uh, snap a pill down your throat yeah, and especially if you act like you have some energy, they, they pop a pill down your throat the first day of school. Yeah. But if they had fathers and mothers together, this would not be happening. And so if you were growing up your whole life on pills, by the time you're 30, what do you think going to happen? It's out of control, folks. It's a spiritual battle. And I have to just warn you, it's going to get worse. It really is. You're going to be in airports and hotels and restaurants. These things are going to happen. I'm concerned now. You, when I go to the supermarket, I'm looking around. Because <laughs> you don't know when these people go nuts on you. Because the values are gone. That's why it's that way. You let God go. They took God out of the, the school. They took him out of the, the, uh, out of the government. You can barely mention him in your home. If you want hell from, from uh, the children of Satan, mention God. Just mention him. And the sad thing about it, Christians are cowering down. They won't mention God. If I have interviewed Christians on my radio show, and I say, are you a Christian? That's personal. <laughs> but if I ask the gay, are you gay? Yes, and proud of it. <laughs> Do you support same-sex marriage? Yes, what's wrong with that? Now Christians are going in the closet. Yes, absolutely. Isn't that something? Evil is putting good in the closet. 
I'm telling look, you better wake up. You really, really, it's, evil is not a joke. You got to deal with evil with good, all right? So check yourself, folks, and, be, and wake up. I don't know what else to tell you. I'm done? Whatever. <laughs> Thank you, folks. <laughs> For more information, to purchase a copy of this program, or to make a donation, visit us on the web at bondinfo.org or call 1-800-411-2663. That's 1-800-411-BOND. <laughs>